You're listening to the Fat Dude Digs Flicks Movie Podcast Network. I guess I really don't know what Christmas is all about. Merry Christmas from Fat Dude Digs Flicks, and here's the naughtiness. is up everybody this is andy the resident fat dude of fat dude digs flicks coming to you recorded from sioux falls south dakota and it is time for an all new episode of let's taco bout i'm doing things a little bit differently here uh instead of recording the intro and the outro separately we're just doing a one shot. Like this is all just, this is all a oneer, and we're linking it all together. Uh, if this is your first time listening to let's talk about, you have no idea uh, what I was just talking about. Uh, but, but if this is your first time listening to the show, hello, welcome. Thank you for choosing this episode to start with. Let's talk about is an interview show where I am joined by a guest and we talk about their life their loves, and a movie that has had an impact on them. Uh, you are joining us today at the end of a little uh, little mini-series I like to call The Naughty List, uh, where I am joined by a guest to discuss a movie that I don't particularly care for, uh, but the guest loves it uh, in hopes that maybe my mind has changed, or at least so that we can each air our uh grievances and our positivities toward the movie and maybe at least respect where we stand on the movie today's featured movie is a big one <laughs> it's 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 a long ass movie uh today's featured movie uh is Zack Snyder's Justice League um if you know me this is a movie that over the past couple of years i have done my share of shit talking uh and now maybe it's time for my comeuppance uh but i'm at least in this case my comeuppance will come in the form of one of the nicest human beings that i know uh someone who loves all things like pop culture geekdom this is also one of the funniest fellas on earth mr ryan stoic ryan how are you been a long time, been a long time, been a long, lonely, lonely, <laughs> lonely time. I am back. It is nice to be here. Thank you, Andrew, for having me on Fat Dude Digs Flicks. And your uppins, sir, will come, my dear friend. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, we've been we've been plotting this episode for quite some time, just because I figure. You know, you you would usually do the DC movies, and we've you know in the new format we've kind of stepped off. You know, talking about every single DC movie, but this is one I feel like you just, I mean, you 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 needed a, a forum to let your thoughts out, um, and I. I don't know, I, <laughs> but but the thing is, is that I, I I love getting to talk to you. I enjoy you. Uh, I just think you're great. Um, last time you were on, was it was it Superman the movie with the the Christopher Reeve Richard Donner movie? Was that the last episode you were on? Yes, sir. 
Yeah, that was great. Uh, that was, it was so nice to just kind of hear your story and hear your, like, your love for that movie because that, that is a movie we are in lockstep with. Like, and we both. I've got, a, just... I've got a little addendum on that one, if you don't mind. Yeah. Cause, cause I've yeah. been thinking about this. Uh, yeah. the, the one thing that you had a problem with in the movie that is, you had a bit of trouble getting past is the, oh, sure. is the turning the world back scene. Yeah. A lot of a lot of people in modern times have had issue with that. But how's about this? How's this grab you? I've been thinking about it. And what if the turning the world back is just a visual representation for the audience and all that Superman is doing is traveling through time? Mm, okay. Because he but can do that. It can he? Is that something yes. he can do? Oh. That's okay. com- that's comic book accurate. Yes. Okay. Okay. Well then I will. I, the, the thing about that is, is even though I have a problem with that, Ryan, it, it doesn't ruin the movie for me, like, at all. Like, my Superman <laughs> is still, my Superman is still Christopher Reeve. Like, I just think that's, uh, that's a beautiful, beautiful movie. So. I, I know, I know, I know it doesn't ruin your enjoyment at all, but, and I know this isn't a visual medium, but if you can see it, this, this, I mean, this is my craw and it was stuck in it right here. Yeah. <laughs> and then I finally had the idea in my head, the light bulb went off and I was like, yeah. what if it's this? I got to tell Andy. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, we'll, we'll talk about some more things that I have said that I'm sure have stuck in your crawl. Uh, but, but before we, we dig into that, I just want to know. How have you been doing? Like, how are, how are things going for you? Anything exciting happened in your life over the course of the last, like, what, year and a half or so since that last episode? Well, currently, the weather being what it is and the, the elevator in my apartment complex currently being repaired, I am stranded Ugh. up in my apartment until it is repaired. Oh, no. Oh, so, no. So I am in isolation, but I've got food. The only thing I don't have is coffee, and it is a nightmare. Oh, uh, man. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get new, uh, new Folgers before all this happened. So, do you do you use like do you have an old coffee pot that uses the grounds or do you use do you have K pots? No, I just I got the uses the grounds the old okay. fashioned Mister Coffee. Yeah. How do you drink? How do you drink your coffee? Like candy, cream and okay. sugar, baby. <laughs> okay. Do you have plenty of sugar? Yeah, I've got. Okay. Uh, well, I, I with my new uh, way of doing things, I've tried to do a little more healthy. And I, yeah. I do I do honey instead of sugar in my coffee now. Okay. Okay. But do you have do you have enough of that? Yes. Okay. I uh, this is just since we're just recording on the fly. I don't know that I can bring you any coffee today, but maybe <laughs> I'll sh- maybe I'll shoot to bring you some coffee uh like tomorrow or Monday. You see um, what this is, ladies and gentlemen? This is just love right here. Just this because I I know how hard it is. I, I know how hard it is to go <laughs> without coffee. I will warn you though, like with the elevator being out, I will have to use the stairs. So I might tell you I'm there, and then 20 minutes later I'll be at your apartment door. <laughs> well, it's 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 a trade off because I mean we could go 10 minutes and just meet each other halfway. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but yeah, I will uh uh I'll make a note of that, Ryan, and I you 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 can't be without your coffee. That'll be that'll, that'll be that'll be uh, uh uh something that I think that will make me feel better if you have your coffee. <laughs> See, and then and then despite you know, the way we kind of hype these things up, how this whole thing started was basically a, it's Ryan versus Andy and they're going to fight, you know, <laughs> let's get it on. 
But the thing is, is that we, we might. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Because I was thinking about how I feel about this movie. And I'm like, oh, he is not going to like, like, my feelings about this movie at all. And, and you know, I remember in the... you talking a lot of shit. I remember it. <laughs> and in the past, you know, for the other DC movies that we've talked about, like, I've been able to kind of uh, listen to your positivity and been like, okay, I can see that. I can see that. And I've kind of changed my stance on a lot of the other dc movies this one like and i would do that because like i would see them once and be kind of uh but then i'd watch them again and i'd find the positivities for them when i rewatched this one ryan i struggled through it maybe even a little bit more than i did the first time um so we'll 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 talk about that. Um, do you want to? Do you want to just start diving into the movie? It's a long movie, Ryan, so we yeah, should probably if, give it plenty of if, room. To... If we're gonna go, we gotta go. This is a right. four-hour journey, my friends. Oh boy, let's do it. Let's talk about Zack Snyder's Justice League. No. Zack Snyder Justice League movie mean to Ryan? I've got to tell you, Andrew, I felt like Dr. Loomis in Halloween <laughs> uh, for the entirety of, you know, from the time, well, and for the sake of brevity, we'll just call the first initial release Justice League. Sure. But between that and the release of, of this one, I I was I was one saying it was out there, I was telling people it existed, the rest of the internet was telling me I was wrong, and my friends were telling me I was crazy, both yourself and some other people we both know and love. <laughs> and and when the when the announcement finally came, it was one of those said friends that sent me the article. And then I got to go in full Donald Pleasance mode and be like, I told everybody, nobody listened. <laughs> spent all those years thinking I was crazy old that crackpot going off about his Zack Snyder's Justice League it's never gonna happen it doesn't even exist and look what happened look what we got it exists and it's here and we're talking about it yeah I get that (laughs) feather in my cap right away yeah um (laughs) I'm in my head I'm like I have to remain diplomatic like I have to be, I have to be nice. Even the things I don't like, I have to be nice. Maybe and I you'll think... be diplomatic by the end of it. You're not feeling it right now, but maybe oh. you'll be diplomatic by the end of it. I don't know, right? I, this, <laughs> this, this, this is a huge ask. Uh, I, I want to say this. I, I think you know, 
I didn't think it would ever see the light of day. Um, and I don't, I didn't feel like there was a completed cut, um, you know, before it was announced. And, you know, when it was announced that they were going to do this, in a way, I, I kind of was right because they had to do reshoots. They had to, to film some parts of it. They had to, you know, construct it together. I, I want to say this. I want to get this kind of out of there first. The idea that an artist gets to release this thing that they had worked hard on, that they are very proud of, that, that meant a lot to them, that they were moved away from, that they weren't able to complete because of a tragedy in their life. I, I am all for that. And that's, that's where I kind of wrestle with being like spiteful and angry towards this movie because it's coming from a place uh, that I really respect. Um, for those that don't know, maybe, maybe you would be best to explain the story about what happened with the, the Zack Snyder's family, um, you know, during the, the course of the, the I guess the filming of the the original Justice League. Well, Zack Snyder and his family experienced a very unfortunate tragedy, and unfortunate doesn't even begin to grasp the scope of it. But Zack Snyder's daughter Autumn had uh, had lost her life, and it was death by suicide. And as his as his family was going through that tragedy, Zack was trying to soldier on and complete the film, but in the end. It was stated by the studio that, you know, he thought it would be best to uh, step back and tend to his family. Although um, that tragedy notwithstanding, what I am given to understand what happened now is that first part was partly studio spin, is that Zack Snyder Mm -hmm. did have this tragedy, but they were thinking about giving him the big fat boot anyway Mm -hmm. and used his family tragedy as an excuse to get him out and move Joss Whedon in. So I think it was more of, you know, not taking anything away from the devastating emotional loss that Zack Snyder and his family did experience. I think a lot of it was just used as an excuse by the studio to, to uh, remove him from his position. And I'm going to come at the, I'm uh, firmly in the position right now for many reasons, as I'm sure you know. I'm not the biggest Warner Brothers fan as we sit here and speak. Sure. Yeah, there's there's a <laughs> there's a lot happening uh, in the in the new Warner Brothers universe. I wonder what if is there a whole lot of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to ask, uh, and I, I I'm I'm giving you the floor to unleash fury. Um, uh, but I, I want to start it with this. Uh, the new person who has kind of uh, taken over the reins of the the DC universe in Warner Brothers uh, is James Gunn, who has uh, really like um, kind of sparked interest in in Guardians of the Galaxy, who were you know popular when it was a comic book, but I think more people are familiar with them since the the marvel films came out and then he also released suicide squad uh uh for dc and the suicide squad the suicide squad that's right i gotta get the two of those correct uh got the suicide squad the suicide squad (laughs) out there easy Uh, for you to say oh no it's not it's not for some (laughs) reason um which is a pretty fantastic movie how how do you feel 
uh, about Gunn kind of taking the reins of the the DC side of Warner Brothers now. I was supportive of of James Gunn taking the reins. I thought maybe he could be a, a guiding light and, and a, a voice to take the franchises in the directions they're meant to go in. I realize that reboots are necessary. Reboots mm-hmm. are needed, especially when it comes to franchises like this. There have been multiple Supermen, there have been multiple Batman, and there will continue to be. But the problem that I really have is that the thing that they're jettisoning is not finished. They're they're yeah. just they're just cutting their losses and and divorcing themselves completely of it. It's going to feel unfinished. It's going to be unfinished. And there's going to be fans that, uh, and I don't just mean the largely overzealous ones on the internet that inhabit the deep, dark corners and go after anybody with anything negative to say. I'm not talking about those. I'm, yeah. I'm talking about movie fans in general. The, there's going to be this feeling of even when this new iteration comes out, what about these other guys? The story you're telling is not done. Right. And, and and that feeling of it being unfinished, I think what I'm worried about is going to lead to people maybe not giving the the reboot uh the the chance that it might deserve. Yeah. I uh as we were speaking, I just sent you a funny little picture yeah. of a, a takeoff on the Grinch who stole Christmas, and it's James Gunn with Henry Cavill, the gun who ruined Superman, and and, and that's that's what I believe. Actually, um, it, it's kind of funny. This this just happened with uh, our friends from Rainbow Comics here in Sioux Falls. Sure. I was I was gifted for Christmas a uh, a gift card to Rainbow Comics by two of my good buddies, awesome. and and they brought with me from the comic shop a message. Hey, is Ryan okay? We heard about Henry Cavill, and they wanted they wanted to check up on me to make sure I was all right, knowing that Henry Cavill was no longer going to be Superman. Because those are people that care. Yeah, That's and and I'm they saying. and they know you like yes. they know they know that it 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 made an impact for you that it, that his performance uh was something that you enjoyed his his characterization of superman was something that you enjoyed and they know that and they i i, I kind of love that that they sent out a message yes, of concern I love it too and and I, and, I, and I feel bad for henry cavill as well because yeah. he loved being superman he wanted yeah. to be superman and he was looking forward to bringing maybe a more comic accurate more hopeful more bright more colorful version of the character to the big screen he was all gung ho for this and the studio even went as far as to have him announce his return and and get everybody's excitement up you know as say what some people may about man of steel the film everybody by and large loved henry cavill playing superman yes and and now it's just very sad that he won't get the chance that he was looking for, and I and I would say the chance that he deserves. Yeah, it's it's tough for me because while I I, I like you, I understand uh, things get rebooted quite frequently. They try and go in new directions and all of that. I still feel uh, that Cavill. Cavill is a fantastic Superman, an excellent Clark Kent. I think my my only concern is that he was never given 
the Superman movie to really show what he's capable of. And he left, he left the Witcher to tackle this new Superman project. Mm -hmm. And now they've kind of screwed him over. I, I, I feel very bad about that. I like James Gunn and I'm excited to see what James Gunn does. Uh, but this was a really, uh, ill conceived first step. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And then yeah. that's another thing is it it gets things off on such a bad foot. Yeah, there's there's gonna be, I, and I'm sorry. I mean, even even an optimist such as myself, who I know you love, Andrew, <laughs> is 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 I I don't know about this man. This is not yeah. a good look. This is not something that the fans of the character, not just of the movies and, and on the internet, but the fans of the character of Superman, are not gonna be quick to embrace and the audiences might have trouble letting go of that you know i i'll use the term resentment towards the studio uh in order to give this new reboot a chance and that's not something that the the filmmakers and the people trying to bring out the movie deserve but i would argue that it's definitely something warner brothers deserve they got something coming yeah, it's been a <laughs> it's it's been a rough year uh mm-hmm. for the Warners uh with how they've handled a lot. Um I don't know exactly where where you stood on it, uh but for me the complete jettisoning jettisoning of the Batgirl movie um is infuriating. Um, I would have loved to have seen that uh, for multiple reasons, uh, just because she looked awesome in the costume. Uh, Michael Mm -hmm. Keaton was back as Batman. Brendan Fraser was Firefly. Like, I'm just, I would have loved to have seen that. And instead of like releasing it straight to HBO Max, um, they have used it as a tax write-off. Um, and that, you know, that's, that's one concern. Uh, I've got concerns with the whole the Flash situation, um, mm-hmm. and, and I've got his logo tattooed on me. Yeah, yeah, I, got, you're, I, you, you're a big Flash fan. I got feelings. I yeah. got feelings. Uh, so I just, you know, Warner's Warner in DC. You know, that's one. That's one problem in the many problems uh, with that have gone on with them uh this year not even that's that's not even acknowledging the fact that all of these shows that were created for warner properties like cartoon network and and things like that are now not only have they been pulled off of hbo max uh but they are pulling the dvd copies of them off the shelf they're getting Uh, the axe and they're making room for more reality television which is what everyone wants to see everyone everywhere yeah in that it's, not at all kind of way. It's a it's a terrible terrible decision here. And that um, you hear me? And that you hear me, Zaslav? What the hell are you doing? Kind of yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. It is a it is a uh, excruciatingly painful mistake that they're making. Uh, and I don't believe they even see it as a mistake. I think they still see the dollar signs uh, or saving dollar mistake. signs. Yeah, that's always a mistake. The bottom line should be. Amongst the list of your worries, but not always at the top of the list. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's frustrating. Uh, but let's, let's, let's jump back to yeah. the, the matter at hand. There, there's, um, ju- there's just a lot. There's a whole yeah. lot. So. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> 
so the the movie um you know they, they announced that they were getting the chance to 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 put this movie out um and it was going to go straight to hbo max uh they revealed the runtime of it and the kind of uh the format of it uh and then here it comes it arrives on hbo max ryan what was your like what was your initial uh the, the the initial feeling when you watched it for the first time what were kind of your thoughts on the production process like i just want to know kind of the whole story leading up to and through the first time you saw this movie well let me tell you a little story andrew because i know how you love when i do this <laughs> uh it was organized months in advance great pains were taken travel was done Uncle dan the man the myth the legend himself Came to Sioux Falls, South Dakota to watch the Snyder Cut with me in person. So for the very first time, I I got to fire up HBO Max and watch Zack Snyder's Justice League with Uncle Dan. And it was one of those things where, based on the stories I've told in the past on this podcast, and listeners, if this is your first listen, go back to some of my earlier episodes so you can get very well acquainted with the beloved Uncle Dan. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, and and you'll be able to see why this was such a a big deal. But it felt like this was I don't want to say I don't want to go as far as to say history in the making, but something akin to that, where something had been building for a long time. This would would have been the comic book movie that both Uncle Dan and I were waiting for since we were young. Him being young, a full two decades before I was. Um, <laughs> but th- this was the one that we were waiting for for basically our whole lives at this point. And we just couldn't wait to see what it was going to be like, what it was going to be all about, what was going to be different. A lot like the uh, when the Donner Cut came out and the very similar circumstances, too, where rumblings were heard for decades about there being another version of a beloved movie, in this case, Superman 2. Mm-hmm. Um buried deep in vaults somewhere, not meant to see the light of day, and eventually fan outcry. And in in this case, with uh, Warner Brothers, certain other circumstances, a unspecified virus of unknown origin limiting theater goers, and Mm -hmm. the need to generate some streaming content for their up-and-coming new service, uh, all of those things coming together, forming the need for new material. So that, that is what gave us Zack Snyder's Justice League. So um, with all that coming into place, Uncle Dan coming to visit, I did place some special orders for delivery for specific theater snacks. Um, (laughs) We went all out and it was just, you know, waiting with anticipation in the weeks before everything, you know, finally it was ramping up and ramping up and ramping up until everything finally took place. There was even this thing on social media, I don't know if you remember when this happened, but uh, shortly prior to the release of the movie, they, they um, developed these fake doctor's notes that were signed by Dr. Ryan Choi, who <laughs> in, in comic book lore becomes the Adam in DC yeah. Comics uh, history. But they were notes excusing people from work, school, or other activities in order to watch Zack Snyder's Justice League. So I... <laughs> I actually found this this template and was giving them out to a bunch of people in the days before the movie. And I saw a bunch of them posted on social media. And I even made one 
for uh, my uncle Dan. And in, in this case, it, it's very, it's very fun because at first I was like, well, you know, let's be a little adult about this, even though it's <laughs> do, throwing in a fake doctor's note. I just, for the first one, I put in Dan on the nameplate. Please excuse Dan from these activities to watch Zack Snyder's Justice League. And he actually messaged me back after he got one. He said, that's great and everything, but do you think you could make one that says Uncle Dan? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I did. I made another one, UNCA Uncle Dan, and and that's how he got his permission slip put on the internet. And like everyone uh, in my circle of friends knew that I was uh, champing at the bit to see this, jumping up and down, as well as one in my condition can <laughs> jump up and down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We'll say Uncle Dan was first, and then there was a long and steady and consistent line of other friends. So, okay, after him, I get you. After yeah. him, I get you. After him, <laughs> I get you. So I saw the Snyder Cut probably six times in five days, something Man. like that. But I uh, I went nuts on it when it first came out. The, the, the feeling was, uh, the feeling of electricity was in the air. If uh, if I can use that phrase, it was it was very anticipated, and everybody was looking forward to it. So you watch it the first time, and and when the theatrical cut was released, you you did enjoy that. I did. Uh, you had you had a good time with that. Now, when you finished the Snyder cut, did those feelings of joy for the theatrical version that we got, did they completely disappear or, you know, I guess maybe kind of how did your feelings go between those two movies? Was there, was there any kind of like a, you know, oh well, I see this, but I prefer this, or now I completely hate this one. Like what, what was it like for you being able to have those two movies uh, to kind of uh, uh, shop and compare between? There was one thing, and I will say only one thing in the Joss Whedon cut, that I did like that I missed being excised from the movie. Mm-hmm. And that was um, Batman's first appearance, not Bruce Wayne's, but Batman's first okay. appearance in the movie when he catches the guy, the cat burglar that was coming out of the building. Yeah. And then he uh, finds the parademon on the roof in Gotham. I I wish that was still in there. I missed that scene. Yeah. But as far as the rest of, Joss Whedon's cut. Uh, what's a nice way to say "fuck him to death"? Uh, <laughs> but it's, but it's uh, no, it's you know a lot like when the Donner cut came out. There, there are people now that when it comes to Superman two, now the Donner cut is their Superman two, and they won't. Yeah. You know, there's not another version of Superman two for them, and sure, because they find that to be the superior version, and I, I liked what. Mr. Snyder did with his version so much that, again, this just comes with gripes from the studio. I just wish Warners would have let him execute his vision. And, and I mean, for the whole run of his theatrical movies, they had their, to quote Tony Montana, they had their stinking fucking fingers all over <laughs> this the, Zack Snyder's projects, and they wouldn't let him, you know, spread his wings like a majestic eagle and fly man and <laughs> and every time there he released a movie the reception was lukewarm to be put politely 
And then every time they did a director's cut or an ultimate edition or some variation thereof, universally it was like, well, why didn't they just put this one out? Yeah. You know, and, and there were people apologizing to Zack Snyder on the internet. That is yeah. rare. Apologies on the internet. <laughs> and, and But see, it just goes to show that these executives, they really, I mean, they think they have their finger on the pulse of what their audience wants. They think they know what the people are asking for, but they just don't. They're clueless. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just better. I mean, if, you know, it helps to have other eyes to look at something if you're a creative person. It helps to rein you in a couple of places. Mm-hmm. But Zack Snyder had proven in his tenure at Warner Brothers that just let him do his thing and things will be fine. Yeah. And I, I have a feeling that if it wasn't for all the studio meddling that did happen in all of his films, I think they all would have been better received. Sure. And yeah. I'm I'm not and I'm not saying that, you know, it's uh it would be without its criticisms, because everybody has criticisms about every movie. It, nothing can be perfect, but right. I think by and large, it would have been better received. And I, I liked it from, I, I'm one of those, I, I can say, come over here, the water's fine, when those of us who liked it from the start, finally, yeah. you know, you guys can come in the pool. But uh, I kept telling people who were vehemently opposed to everything being done with DC on film, just wait, it's building to something, just wait. Yeah. And if you remember, when Man of Steel came out, Henry Cavill was being blasted. People love Henry Cavill now. People hated Henry Cavill back then. They said, Henry Cavill sucks. The movie sucks. Everything sucks, especially Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder sucks. And and that's just the the narrative that carried all the way through the fandom for a long time Mm -hmm. until... You know, in, in recent years, people have started to come around on Henry Cavill. People have started to come around on Ben Affleck. People were always behind Gal Gadot. And, you know, it just, it makes me happy to have been right on one hand, because it would <laughs> for anybody, but it makes me really mad that everything happened the way that it did be, because of the vitriol that was experienced at the beginning was the largely the reason for the studio interference to begin with. And the studio interference is what screwed everything up in the first place. Yeah. Um, I'm curious cause I, I'm, I, I'm going to chime in with my thoughts eventually here, but I want to know, <laughs> I think I kind of want to know what is it about the Snyder cut to you that makes it the superior version, makes it something that you, you, you know, you would watch six times or so in the first week that it came out. Like, what is it about the Snyder cut that really like hooks you in that, that makes it something that's so, uh, beloved in your eyes? Well, I'm going to start off by saying it, it's one thing is going to be something that there have been, I've heard fair share of complaint about is the length. I, I like the fact that this some bitch is four hours long because 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 of what happened with the structure of of the way Zack Snyder had to build his movie universe is if you remember when Man of Steel was made Man of mm-hmm. Steel was the standalone movie but then the studio got its grubby mitts into it and said you know Man of Steel performed well but you know the cursed phrase right here it didn't perform to our expectations. Mm-hmm. So what can we do to inflate those box office numbers to get people to go? 
I know, Zach, you were planning on doing Man of Steel 2, but instead, let's bring Batman in, because Batman makes everything better. So, kind of by studio mandate, Zack Snyder had to pivot from doing Man of Steel 2 proper to Batman versus Superman. And because Marvel Studios was as on fire as it was at the time, it's like, we've got to play catch-up. We've got to do what Marvel is doing, which is the worst idea ever in the history of ideas that are bad. Um, Because Zack Snyder had one movie. Mm-hmm. And and then he had to springboard, what, seven other ones in his yeah. next outing? And, you know, he and he did his best with it. I don't even, I'm not even changing my opinion on Batman versus Superman. I love it. I've loved it uh, from the time it came out. And I especially love the Ultimate Edition. Right. But that's still, that's still the, the facts of the case, Your Honor. That's still the situation. Batman yeah. versus Superman wasn't what he was going to do next. He was made to by Warner Brothers. Yeah. And the fact that this one is so long is is gives us a chance to flesh out Cyborg, who is actually the heart of the movie that you wouldn't have even known if you watched Joss Whedon's take on it. Right. And it, it flashes out uh, Barry Allen's Flash. Your mileage may vary on that. Ah, mileage with the Flash. You see what I did there? Hey. Uh, oh, <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, but... but uh, it got it, we got to know most of the characters we got to know more of the settings we got to know the motivations of the villains we got introduced to villains that we didn't even see in the previous versions of the movie just referenced yeah. to and it really just for me and i just came to this conclusion upon watching it tonight before in preparation for this episode is it really gave Zack snyder a chance to say to the audience look man i know you guys have this perception of me. I know you guys think I think one way about these characters. This is my chance to show you that I know this. I I know this mythology. And I'm I want to bring this to you. I know these characters. I know this mythology and I love it. And the only way for me to be able to do that for you is to make this MF for four hours long. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Because, because if, if he had gotten to do what he wanted to do in the first place, it wouldn't have needed. It wouldn't have needed to be a four-hour Justice League movie. Yeah, there was there was just so much left that he needed to put in, so that people would know what was going on. Because you wanted to jump right from a few standalone movies to the big, you know, go home Justice League movie. It would be. If we were going to put it in Marvel terms, it would be like after the Incredible Hulk going right to the Avengers, right? Right. And and people forget that's what they. And I mean, I don't want to cast him as a perpetual perpetual victim, but this is the case. That's what the studio made Zack Snyder do. Yeah. And and he and he did the best he could, and I felt he hit it pretty hard out of the park, with with what he was mandated on doing. No big deal. He just gave us the best live action Batman there's ever been. That's, that's all he did. I mean, sure. <laughs> hey, hey, Michael, Ke- Michael Keaton was great, but was Michael and is great. I have nothing but love for Michael Keaton, but it was Michael Keaton, Frank Miller comic book accurate? No, sir. He was not. Ben Affleck no. was. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's the there's. I mean, there's that, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but still, and we all love Clooney. Yeah, I mean, there's your Batman, right? B- Bubblehead right Batman. <laughs> um. Uh, Okay, I think what I'm going to do, Ryan, is I think I'm going to I'm going to hear your point, your kind of point at a time for things that you like, that, and if there's yeah. and if there's something it. that I disagree with, I will chime <laughs> in. Um, and my my one thing I dislike about this movie is, is its length. Um, this is this is a long long movie and i understand your points i really do i get your points that it's like he's trying to you know do the world building in one movie that should have been done throughout the course of you know he he has to do the heavy lifting uh to kind of make this universe make sense i get that um but god there are there are there are moments in this movie that just feel extraneous um and i think in some movies padding doesn't feel as padded you know like there, there are some movies where it just doesn't feel like it's this extra bulk uh here the moments that aren't intentional and don't completely count towards the main thing that we're building because the length of this movie is so massive it just makes it feel like we're really pushing it for the sake of pushing it. Um, and by the, you know, I, I appreciate that it's broken into sections so that if I need a minute. <laughs> I was after... going to say he thought of that. That's, yeah. You know, that, that, I mean, I, and I can support the idea of doing that. Not, not everyone is as <laughs> all use the word, frankly, <laughs> fanatical as I am about this and can, and can sit through that bastard in one shot every yeah. time. But yeah. That that's what I'm glad it's broken up into parts for the people that needed to be a little more digestible. He he yeah. thought about that. And... Yeah, and it's it's helpful, but man, it's just there's there's something to me. There's something. God, I I never want to like inspire your ire, Ryan. Like I never want <laughs> you to rhymes. just be. Yeah, right. I never want you to be like mad. <laughs> Because <laughs> I've never seen it before, uh, and, I, <laughs> I, and I don't want to start now. But there's something about making a four-hour-long Justice League that feels a little—it's uh, a little egotistical. Uh, it's yeah, it's this—it's it it's this feeling of like, yeah, I'm gonna make a four-hour-long movie with these superheroes, and who better to do it than me? Uh, let, me, let me ask you a question, though. Yeah. Okay. And th- and this and you're right. I will concede your point fully. I'm. I mean, I'm a little hurt that you thought that would make me mad. <laughs> well, but, you know, it's, that's that's well, a hurtful know. word. Egotistical <laughs> is a hurtful word, though, Ryan. <laughs> well, you know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's if you were Zack Snyder, and if you were put through, I'm going to use the a little salty language here, the rigmarole. Yeah. I'm sorry Ooh. to the audience there. Yeah. Hold uh, on. <laughs> Parental <laughs> advisory. <laughs> Whoa. Pump the brakes there, pal. We're a family yeah. friendly show. Uh, <laughs> that he was put through with this studio from the jump. And, and when you were ousted from this movie, amid losing your daughter, uh, amid all this tragedy and amid all this, you know, um, immediately there became this backlash from fan community, some extreme, some not. 
of hashtag release the Snyder Cut. You knew there was a, a voice out there. You knew there was a contingent of fans that wanted to see it. You knew what you wanted to do. You got taken off of this before you were done. And and if you were given the opportunity, wouldn't just the smallest part of you, if, if you were to wear Zack Snyder's uh, Keds for a minute there, uh, I don't know if he actually wears Keds. I was going to say, but that's just the first he seems like a Skechers guy head. to me. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with that. If, if you if you were in Zack Snyder's Skechers, if, if you were in his Airwalks, uh, wouldn't you be like, you motherfuckers, I'm going to jam it right up your ass. You know, wouldn't it be, you yeah. know, not, not only are you going to get my Justice League, but it's going to be four hours long, and it's yeah. going to be this, and it's going to be that, and screw you and your mother, and, and this and yeah. that. I mean... That's completely understandable given the circumstances. Yeah. I, you're completely right, but I'm in his corner as far as that goes. Sure. And I, and I think that might be, you know, I think that's the uh, uh, distance may vary or, 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 you know, feelings may vary on that mm-hmm. because it's like for some people who are supportive of the whole universe, like super supportive of the whole universe, they're like, yeah, stick it to him, Zach. Yep. And then I think for other people like my, like myself, I'm just kind of like, I don't I don't care enough to be like yay go Zach because well, for me that means I've got to sit through a 4 hour justice league movie. especially being a but you don't it's broken up into parts gotta just sit. for that but to watch the whole, okay that I have to watch, I have to sit through six like 45 minute long episodes it's it's <laughs> not like everybody doesn't do that with Netflix every day stop lying to yourself man yeah but but those sometimes are way better. Okay. So, <laughs> um, next, what's, what's, the, what's the next thing on your list? Cause I think, I think first the, the, the length is one that's going to be totally subjective because for the, the people who have really enjoyed this universe, they're going to love that it's four hours long. They're going to love that it, you know, you can break it up into sections and watch it and really just be with these characters for that long of a time for the people who aren't fully invested in this world or who don't quite feel that hook it's it's the length is going to be a struggle so i think that's one that's that's totally subjective so i think it's just it's just uh you know each to each their own on the length yeah Uh, yeah. and that's that's the thing i want to drive home is that we're and this isn't just a cop-out compromise thing we're both right you're right and i'm right for right. those for those of us that aren't bothered by the length, power through that big bastard. For those yeah. of us that for those of us that can't handle the length, it's broken up for you. You can pop some popcorn on multiple nights of a week, no problem. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's he tried to include something for everybody as far as that goes. Yeah. And I and I will I will concede the fact that, you know, it is somewhat hypocritical of me to be like, this is a long movie, and then be able to like binge six episodes of a forty-five minute long uh, you know, four, six 45 minute long episodes of something on Netflix. Like that's hypocritical hypocritical of me, but that other show might I might be more invested in that. So I want to have that, you know, want to click, want to keep going. Like, I was uh, just going to, I was just thinking you might pull the, but it's my show card. <laughs> right, right. But it's a show that I this like. might be a little hypocritical, but F you, it's my show. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can say what I want to because I'm the host. <laughs> mine, 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 God damn it. Right. 
so yeah, I, you know, that's that's one that I think it's just there's a balance there. Some people will enjoy the length, some people it'll be too much. Uh and those people who who think it's too much, you know, you have to ask, well, are you able to watch 6 hours of some other show? Yes, but that show I love. This one I'm not connected to. So, you know, I I get that. There's that nobody's nobody's wrong in this one because mm-hmm. it really depends on what you're connected to. Right. Um what what's another thing that you really like about this movie, right? Another thing that I like is just the the feeling that I did give. We touched on it a little earlier. After after being told for so long by the mainstream media and by the studio, this thing doesn't exist. Just let it go. You're all nuts. There is no Snyder cut. And just hearing that for years after Justice League came out, literal years, and finally being proven right by this, notwithstanding that, you know, post-production work, additional scenes had to be shot, but it was out there. Mm-hmm. And and such a different movie existed than the one that we got. Th- that feeling lent a lot to, to my personal enjoyment, too. And I have a, another buddy that I watched it with. One of the not not that uh, each and every one of you wasn't special when it happened, but of the parade of buddies, <laughs> the literal parade of buddies that came to my house after this movie was released, he said, this feels epic. This feels like the Lord of the Rings of superhero movies. He And this isn't my words. My friend was saying this. Yeah. And, and he kept going back to how struck he was. Or would you say struck or would you say stricken or... Go with struck. I'm not, I don't really know. That's 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 a a grammar thing I'm off on. So I'll, I'll, I'll allow how, struck. <laughs> how how struck he was by just it was very much like the Donner cut. The same movie, the same story, but so different. Yeah. And and he just couldn't. You know, he kept going back to it over and over again, and and he actually came over to watch it again sometime after the initial release was just like, I need to see that again. I need, I need uh, more absorption with that. He was just really taken with the, the other avenues that were gone down in this movie and the other story beats and and the other, you know, parts that we didn't get to see. Uh, There's just the, the sense of validation there that, you know, there's the one we got and then there's this one that is so different and so much more expansive. And again, you have to bear in mind that these are characters that I grew up with my entire life. And so did many other people just waiting to see these characters being given the big screen treatment, some for the first time uh, for decades and decades, while these other superhero movies were uh, enjoying unprecedented success. When's it going to be DC's time, you know? And, and this was, basically the culmination of all that stuff together and it just fed into for me a really positive feeling a real surge of adrenaline uh some real positive energy uh i just i felt really good about this and the people that watched it with me maybe it's because they watched it with me because i'm a living (laughs) human sunbeam but uh it's it just seems that it was it was enjoyed by all and even this is another little factoid. After the uh, Snyder Cut ended the first time when Uncle Dan was still here, he uh, turned to me and goes, God, that kicked ass. That was his uh, <laughs> immediate reaction after the credits rolled for the first time. And then he was so 
taken by the movie. He actually stayed an extra night, and we watched it again. Wow. <laughs> wow. So, so two times with Uncle Dan. Nice. For, for the Snyder Cut. And, yeah. and like I said, with so many other people, everybody had such a great time. Good. It, and it, it just, uh, I don't know. It's one of those things where I wish you were there with me watching it. Yeah. Because, yeah. because I think you would have had a great time too. I would have, I would have had a great time watching the movie with you, Ryan. Uh, the movie itself might, I might have stayed the same. Uh, <laughs> that, that's what I'm saying, though. Yeah, you, you yeah. know, if you can have a good time with me, then you know it could it, it could have a little bit of not like it's still the same movie you're watching. But, yeah, but you know the the viewpoint could change. Your kaleidoscope view could be a little bit different. That's true. That's true. Um, I I want to say because this is this isn't a point that I can really like say that i i don't like because i mean you're you're this is something that made you happy you you called it you knew it was was out there um and even though they did um you know did reshoots did film additional scenes did things like that they do that for every movie they do they do that for every movie it's something that happens you want you you know you shoot the movie you uh um you know, put it together and you're like, well, this isn't working and we don't have a set release date. Let's, let's go back. And, you know, we have this much money left over. Maybe we can ask the studio for this much money. Let's redo this. Uh, and so that, that happens quite frequently. Um, so I, I can't really say, well, I don't like that they did that. I mean, I can say it because I don't, there are parts of it that I don't like that they did that, but, but. And God uh, damn it, it's my show. <laughs> the, the, that's right. It's my show. I say what I want. Uh, but overall, I, I can't argue with that fact. I will say, uh, I'm going to throw some positivity out there from me on this movie. Um, I love the, the look of dark side, uh, in this yeah. movie. I, I think that, that the, the dark side that appears here, is utterly terrifying in a way that I have never been terrified by dark side before. <laughs> uh, and I think that's, that's uh, a testament to really having that, that, that passion to kind of bring this character to life in an interesting way. I, I don't think we see enough of him, but I know that there are other reasons for that because the idea was to have more Justice League movies, more DC movies to be yep. able to, to unfold, you know, have a battle against Darkseid eventually come to be. As um, I understand it, this was meant to be the first of three Justice League movies. Yeah. So, I mean, I get that we, we're, this is supposed to be that taste. Um, and I mean, in, in that regards, they really succeeded because I would love to see more Darkseid. Uh, one of my biggest complaints about the Whedon version of Justice League, uh, was the, uh, PlayStation 2 graphics version of Steppenwolf. Um, uh, here, it's, it's, it's weird. Like the, 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 uh, costuming that Steppenwolf wears, uh, his, his armor is crazy. Um, uh, but I kind of like it. I like it it's, a it's lot nuts, more this time. It. Yes. Um, it, it's very textured. And I think if you're uncomfortable with like, <laughs> texture and clusters in particular you're gonna really squirm anytime he's on the screen but it definitely all over the damn place yeah but he definitely looks more uh more of a finished and realized character one that kind of still looks computer graphic-y but not as uh from a different era 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not so not I, as 1997. Yeah. So those are, those are things that I really do appreciate about making, you know, things that had to be kind of recreated and, and, or, or created for this version. I know the idea was there to have Dark Side in Snyder's original vision, but they didn't finish the effects. I like what they came up with. Um, I hate, 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 uh, the nightmare scene. Um, I loathe it. Uh, just, yeah, I, 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 I wanted to think of something nice to say so that I could have it a little bit padded. Uh, but watching it again and seeing Jared Leto, uh, on my screen as Joker, as this version of Joker, uh, and, you know, the, the interaction between the two of them and all of these extra characters, I just, the, I really loathe this scene. I do like, however, I will, I will lace it with a positive. I do have a positive. I like that once we're out of this scene, it rolls into a meeting between Bruce Wayne and Martian Manhunter. Uh, Martian Manhunter is a character that I really wish, um, we would get more time with, uh, because I, I love that character. Um, and I love the actor who, who plays him, whose name escapes me right now. Uh, Harry Lennox. I also do love the fact that his character was in Zack Snyder's movies from the start and we got revealed that he was Martian Manhunter. That was such a great twist. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just great. Uh, so as much as I dislike the, the nightmare scene, uh, I really like what happens once Bruce Wayne wakes up, um, and it ends with, you know, a fun, fun introduction to that character, even though their conversation, uh, now we know won't really go anywhere. Um, you know, another yeah. fun fact about that scene is there yeah. was very serious talk about Ryan Reynolds as Green Lantern showing up in the background of that too. Yeah. And and he wanted to do it, and I think that would have been fun because they yeah. were going to do Martian Manhunter, Hal Jordan as Ryan Reynolds, and John Stewart as, sure. as Green Lantern flanking the Martian Manhunter. And I, that's another thing that Zach wanted, and everybody was for it, but Warner Brothers said no. Yeah, and like, and I'm just gonna throw this out there. I don't agree with Stephen Colbert very often on many things, but he had Zack Snyder on his show one time. And they were doing a, a like a mock interview segment, and Stephen Colbert closed it by going, "Suck it, Warner Brothers, suck it." <laughs> and and I mean, I have to concur. <laughs> well, yeah, of course you do. <laughs> we we've already established the fact, Ryan, that you uh, you're a you're a one man army against <laughs> I Warner like Brothers. That. I you're like you're it not so much. You're not a one man army though, Ryan. You have, there are so many people who are kind of in the same, same boat that you are at this, this moment. So, uh, be, and I mean, be proud. I, I, and I do understand too your, uh, your feelings about the nightmare sequence, but yeah, almost, I have to bring this up too. I thought, and this is just in, in launching it again today. Yeah. It's, there's people that'll argue that. Leto's Joker was a misfire. I think if I think if again if the movie hadn't been screwed with to high heaven, and we got to see the amount of the Joker that was intended to have been seen mm-hmm. in David Ayer's Suicide Squad, it still might not have been everybody's cup of tea yeah. as far as the Joker interpretation. But I think it would have been better received. And that notwithstanding, I think that in the Snyder Cut version. It's just that I think Jared Leto might have been looking for something yeah. when he was portraying the character for Suicide Squad. 
But in Zack Snyder's Justice League, he got it. Like that's that's a Joker who knows he's screwing with Batman's head. Yeah. He knows he's you know he's an earworm in there, and he's applying the ointment, and he's gonna you know just be playing with everybody's emotions for whatever they're doing in this nightmare sequence. Which again, sadly, we won't get to see the culmination of because everything was being built up, and that is another thing. That's a thing that will always make me sad. Is that all these things were seeded, all these things were put into place that now we'll never see get to sprout, get to bloom because the plug is just being pulled. And I just felt in that little window of Leto's performance, like maybe he was looking for something in Suicide Squad, maybe he was struggling a bit, but in this one he got it, but he only got three and a half minutes to show it off. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. I just uh for me it it's the his his performance feels like uh nails on a chalkboard and i just you know i i i i didn't we've, i don't i don't know we've, I, we've got to try to divorce ourselves from morbius as much as we can and i think i think we, i haven't we, even seen morbius yet i think we need to do that as a human species not just as two <laughs> people on a podcast but you know jared leto has a reputation now. He went from Oscar winner, this guy's amazing, to this guy fucking sucks in, yeah. in, yeah. in, in uh, overnight, basically. Uh, but, you know, it's it's a very, you gotta, I don't like Jared Leto as a person, and I don't yeah. like him in, I don't like him in most things. But sure. I think as, as the Joker in this iteration, he was, he didn't deserve quite the backlash that he got because it was vicious. But uh, I again, I think that was more down to studio interference when it comes to Suicide Squad, and then just the unfortunate circumstances of only getting to really, once you've sunk your teeth into the character, once you know what you're doing with the role, you can only do it for three and a half minutes. Yeah, yeah, um, it's my show. Jared Leto sucks. Um... <laughs> he does. He does suck. <laughs> Moving, and I moving. hope he hears this one day. Yeah, I'm gonna, I know. I'm going to be from the other end. I'm going to be the one who says it too. Jared Leto, you fucking suck. So, <laughs> so both of us are in consensus here. Wouldn't it be funny if I sometime had the opportunity to interview Jared Leto and had to be like, oh, Mr. Leto, I really enjoy your work. <laughs> and, he, and he'll pull this clip up and be like, oh, really? <laughs> I'll be like, okay, well, what I meant to say was you were great in Requiem for a Dream. Uh, You were great in Fight Club. You were great in Dallas Buyers Club. Everything else, man. Also, my my gimpy friend put me up to it. (laughs) Yeah. It was all him. Blame the handicapped. (laughs) (laughs) And then Jared Leto's such a horrible person. He'd be like, great, I love it. Let's do it. <laughs> oh man. Uh what uh I'm gonna try and kind of move things. What's what's a uh if you were to pick one more thing, Ryan, that you really, really like about this movie, uh what's one more thing that you can kind of wax on about that you enjoy uh about Zack Snyder's Justice League? I th- I really like the the extra I mean this ties in with the length, but it's not just the fact that it was longer. It was yeah how much of the the world building we got to see. We got to see my favorite character, the Flash, fleshed out more. He wasn't 
such an annoying presence and and the the humor in the movie that was distinctly the theatrical version i'm speaking of now the humor in the theatrical version that you could tell was very i'll coin a new word we yeah you, yeah you could you could you could tell that right from the start that's excised i feel that the humor that snyder used is not only more appropriate but way more funny because if, if you try and use Marvel humor or Buffy humor in the DC universe, it's going to sound like it sounded. It's going to sound dumb. Yeah. The, the the reason why that cornier, more screwball sense of humor kind of works in Marvel movies is really because the Marvel comics were infused with that. The characters themselves were infused with that from the very beginning because of Stan Lee. Yeah. Everything was written in Stanley's voice, and you know Stanley liked to, you know, as as seriously as he took some of these stories when he wrote them, he liked to weave in the humor, he liked to weave in the cornball, because that was just the kind of guy that he was. So it works for Marvel movies and Marvel characters. When you do it with DC, it seems like Adam West Batman, and we yeah. all love Adam West Batman, but yeah. it's got its place. Yeah, and I think... Oh, I'm and sorry. And, it, and it's not in Zack Snyder movies. Right. And I was going to say, I think that the reason why Adam West's Batman works is because that whole world is like that. Like, yeah. everyone is campy. Everyone is ridiculous. Everything in that universe is a little bit silly. Uh, in in Zack Snyder's DC universe, uh, if you're silly, you stand out like a sore thumb. Like, I've seen this movie many times by now and even today when i was watching it the the part where they're where cyborg and barry allen are digging up physically digging up superman's grave and they have that bit about wonder woman do you think she'd go with an older guy and cyborg says she's five thousand years old barry everybody's an older or a younger guy <laughs> i i've seen that line and heard that line many many times i laughed out loud even today yeah <laughs> That's that's funny shit, and yeah. and and the script has that kind of humor peppered throughout it sparingly, like right where it would need to be, it's there, but you know it's it's not forced in every few minutes so that you can have a joke moment like a Marvel movie is, and I re- I really like the and in doing that in stripping the a lot of the silliness away it you know gave you more of an honest look into these characters and who they actually were instead of trying to be a bad copy and paste avengers mm-hmm. you know that and that was the the changes that were made were made for i think the right reasons and they felt right for the characters yeah in that uh the the grave sequence in the Joss Whedon version, it's more there's more comedy. Am I right? Like is it isn't it more silly comedy during yeah, that scene? There, there's more. There's a scene where there's a bit where Cyborg will not fist bump Barry. Oh and yeah. He, and he's sitting up awkwardly and then stuttering and stammering different things that honestly don't make sense. Sure. Yeah. Uh because Cyborg won't uh, fist bump because uh, he's leaving a brother hanging, as as the kids say these days. Yeah. Uh, and it it 
gives the feeling of that Barry Allen is just the annoying little brother. Do you remember the Warner Brothers cartoons? Spike is my pal. He's my big and strong little guy. Now Spike and the, the, yeah. the big dog going, nah, and shoving the little guy aside. Nah. Right. You know, <laughs> it, it, it felt just like that, that the character of Barry Allen was the little dog, the little yippy guy. Yeah. But, but in Zack Snyder's version, where the two of them are digging up Superman's grave, it, it's completely the inverse, where it feels like previously the character of Cyborg was standoffish, and I don't want anything to do with any of you people. I'm just doing this for my own reasons. And But it felt in that moment like maybe he's thawing a little bit. Maybe he's, you know, maybe he's letting Barry in. Maybe he's softening when it comes to being part of this team. You know, there's there's a there was a character moment there that warms Cyborg up instead of a moment that one makes Cyborg look like a prick and two make Barry look like an annoying asshole. Yeah, you know, I think just the the choices that Snyder made versus the choices that Whedon made really really helped with characterization of all of the the people in the movie. Sure. Sure, and that was uh, just one example. Yeah, I uh, I will say uh, that I I do prefer Flash in this version. Um, I think that he is uh, definitely a, a, a more well rounded character. Uh, he is de- he definitely provides the comic relief, but the comic relief on a level that matches the Flash of the comic book. Yeah, um, it's not not overtly silly. It's the one who kind of notices the things going on in the world and is like, you know, a lot of us notice things that are wild in the world and we don't always say it, but he's the one who's like, uh, this is weird, you know? <laughs> just, just, oh, wow, that's rude. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just kind of the 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 the, uh, the voice of the audience yep. uh, where it's like connecting the dots. Uh, so I do like Flash a lot more in this one. And I will say overall his character um, is just better in this one um you you had mentioned characterization and i think that's something that is a a, my last big point um that i i don't like about this movie because i feel like there are a lot of sacrifices of character for some of these people um i will say batman and wonder woman uh kind of lose character depth uh because it does feel like with a lot of what they do uh, Zack Snyder is more interested in creating splash pages for his movie, uh, with those characters in particular, uh, than he is with telling their story. And, and, you know, there, there is a grand concept that they have in mind. You know, Bruce Wayne and Batman is wanting to do this, uh, because he wants to do good. He wants to bring everybody together so that they can protect the world. And then he realizes he needs to somehow have Superman, uh, in order to do that. There is a storyline there, but I think that so much of it, so much of the Batman stuff, I don't know. It just, it doesn't work for me. And well, I even like the, the Batman changes that were made because, you know, the character of Batman, once he sets his mind to something, character of Bruce Wayne is just so tunnel vision, so single-minded, he's going to get yeah. it done no matter what. Especially if he feels that something is on his shoulders. He has to yeah. take the blame for something. And in this version, he he makes more allusions to 
I spent time trying to divide us. I screwed yeah. up. I was yeah. wrong. I I wanted to. I thought Superman was a threat. I tried to take him out, and I made a mistake. And you can definitely see with with Ben Affleck's character moments that he has his reasons for feeling like it's his fault that Superman is dead. Yeah, and and he's just driven by this. I gotta make it right. I gotta make it right, and that's fu- that's fundamental to Batman's character. My parents died in a senseless world. I've got to make it right. I've got to make the world make sense. Yeah, and and he he has that again, and I think it was because it seemed like he was very cold and very antagonistic, like all the way through. And then he does this abrupt about face in the Whedon cut, where it's all of a sudden I want everybody to be friends and I want Superman back. Yeah, but. And again, in, in Snyder's version, I think he was given the gravitas, like, and he still has that arc. He still has the, you know, I made a mistake. I did what I did when I tried to fight Superman, but I was wrong. And this is why I was wrong. And I have to make it right. He's he's following his character beat, which is, is Bruce Wayne's kneeling in the alley in front of mom and dad. I've got to make the world right again. I've got to, nothing makes sense. I've got to make it make sense. Yeah. And especially because the situation with Superman then involves death, it uh, it really resonates with Batman, I think. Mm-hmm. And even even the little character beats that that Wonder Woman has, you know, when she's dealing with the terrorist group at the beginning of the of the film, uh, where before when we didn't have this in Whedon's version, she stops the the bombing and and saves the hostages. And then we have the extra scene where she's going through the hostages, making sure everybody's okay and stops yeah. in front of this little girl and says, are you okay, princess? And, and can I be like you someday? You, you can be whatever you want to be. That is Wonder Woman right there. Yeah. You know, that is definitely that character. And there's, there's more of that. And I think in, in Snyder's version for Wonder Woman, there's more of an opportunity for her to be, you know, I'm I'm over being the naive in a strange new world. I'm not that Wonder Woman anymore. I I know what I'm here for. This is my my reason for being here is to protect these people. This is why I went to Man's World, and I knew this attack from Darkseid was coming for thousands of years, and it is here. I've got to get down to business. I've got to join with Bruce and. I'm I'm a princess, but I'm a warrior princess, and it's time to kick some ass, you know. And that's that's the feeling that I got from Wonder Woman's character. There's an evolution sure. there too. Yep. It's, it's where the, uh, she strikes a balance as a character between you know soft and elegant, and being able to reach out her hand and say "You okay, princess?" To later on in the movie, using those same hands to wield a sword to chop uh, Steppenwolf's head fucking off. Um, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which is awesome, and you know I, I think that's perfect when it comes to the Wonder Woman character. It's another sure. avenue where I thought he really nailed something there. Yeah, um, I I I wish I wish that I agreed with you, and I wish I saw it that way with those two characters. Uh, I I don't. Uh, I almost find that the movie becomes a little boring uh when uh, this uh, here we go ryan and then batman and then batman's relationship with alfred 
it's, uh, it, don't, it's not it's I not like with Batman versus Superman <laughs> and it's like you know Alfred was saying his little comments and his pithy things and then Bruce was just like ah I don't care in Batman yeah. versus Superman at least in the in the theatrical version but in this one like when Batman says this is Alfred I work for him and where they have the exchange where this time I'm working on faith that's very Batman th- of the comics thing to do you know yeah it's yeah um so I, I was I was I I know I w- I'll say it again. <laughs> I'll just say it again. I I wish I wish that I agreed with you uh with these two characters. I wish I found the the joy um with you uh that that you found for these two characters. Uh but I would say uh that I felt like I feel like Batman is kind of dull uh, in this movie, and I, I think I almost feel like uh, Ben Affleck is like kind of drowsy throughout this whole movie. He just doesn't, he just his performance just doesn't really work for me. Um, and then with Wonder Woman, I feel this is this is the first time for me, uh, that I felt like a lot of Gal Gadot's performance comes from the wonder woman pose like it's not so much her character not so much what she does it's just that she has to do that like first lipped you know aggressive action pose here and then does something and then does the pose again and then it does something and then does the pose again i feel like i feel like wonder woman is really uh undervalued in this movie um, and it just, it makes it hard for me to really care about those two characters. Um, I like Flash. Uh, I like, I like Aquaman. Uh, that was the one thing I really noticed this, this time around was that I really enjoyed Aquaman. I think making him Once rougher. Once was taken out, then he, yeah. was, you know, rougher, uh, rougher tumble, more serious. That's perfect. Yeah. And it, it, you know, he looks like, like Jason Momoa just looks like a hippie, like, you know, that kind of laid back dude. But he also looks like the kind of laid back dude where if you fuck with him, he is going to kick your ass. Mm-hmm. And I, I really like that that kind of came out of him, uh, this time around. He's very concerned about his people, very concerned about the world. Uh, so he's very serious, but there are moments where once he feels comfortable, um, you get to see kind of his laid back personality come out and there was no uh lasso of truth moment uh where he talks about what he wants to have happen between him and wonder woman i don't remember exactly what it was yeah, uh, but that I, sequence in the weed one was terrible that's another thing that i really liked about because it was right after the cyborg and barry allen scene where aquaman and wonder woman are at the graveyard and they're talking about the history between atlanteans and amazons and how you know for centuries their people were fighting and how they kind of come to the agreement of our people say the same thing once they kind of flesh out what their general philosophies are and then they kind of realize when they're talking to each other that we're on the same side for a reason maybe wonder woman's not so bad maybe aquaman's not so bad and then aquaman actually offers wonder woman a hit off whatever he's drinking yeah and and he just smiles and waves and goes, "No, no, thank you." But it, it was, but it was a, it's a very, uh, you know, that's a moment between them too. It's development of Wonder Woman and Aquaman, like that. Yeah. 
beef is being squashed that's supposed to be carried between two races of people and these two representatives of those same races are are saying you know what that's stupid we're in this together yeah uh i i think i think that's handled so much better uh here uh aquaman just in general is so much better here Mm -hmm. than he is in the whedon film Uh, i didn't get to say the thing that i do miss about the whedon film um is i miss that i miss the opening credits scene like i love that song um and the the kind of like funeral dirge where the world is mourning superman uh set to that 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 cover like i think that's great uh and it was i was definitely missing that uh here but it's tough because like I don't know that I particularly like the Ween version better, but maybe I can stomach it more because it's shorter. Um, I, I think I think what we need is the greatest hits version uh, of the Justice League movies, where we take the things that worked about the Whedon one, we take the things that work about the Snyder Cut, uh, and we make a nice two-hour, 45-minute-long version that saves us an hour and 15 minutes. Um, and you know what? Or, or I'll compromise, we make two two-hour, 15-minute-long movies. Okay, there we go. And, you know, you give uh, someone uh, a chance to kind of film a little bit more connective tissue Maybe Zack Snyder. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't just had, know. I just had a thought while we were speaking. <laughs> Wouldn't it be cool if we had, like, in this is Wishful Thinking 101, but wouldn't it have been cool if we had the whole sequence with the football game? Because there was the, the big thing about football in Batman yeah. versus Superman. Wouldn't have had, have, having had been the football game in Batman versus Superman and Victor Stone and his mom getting hit by the car in that yeah. movie. Yep. And then Cyborg and Justice League. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Cause I think if we if he is already like we see the 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 seeds being planted earlier, mm-hmm. then that saves us some time with what we're what we're doing in this next, you know, in this Justice League movie. And I can't I can't speak for certain. I don't know about this, but I have the feeling that that might have been kind of what Zack Snyder wanted to do. Yeah. It's it's a hard This is a hard movie to kind of argue about because I feel like there are a lot of hypotheticals in play. Yeah, um, that's the thing about it. There, and there are going to be hypotheticals in yeah. play and that's what they're going to remain because there's not going to be any resolution to any of this. Yeah. We're not we're not going to be able to see ultimately what happens or who was right and who was wrong or what direction they do go in because it's all going to be jettisoned and I just think that's that's one of the things that sucks the most about this is we just don't get to see what was supposed to be coming after because we know there was a plan. Yeah. Um Ryan, this is a tough one because I know that there's a lot, like a lot of other nuances and details that we could really dig into. Uh, but we're, we're nearing, nearing the end of our time here. So I just want to <laughs> kind of ask overall. And then what I will do is I will tell you my final, uh, view if this movie stays on the naughty list or not. Um, can I just ask you before you, before you, uh, bring that in, maybe give it some time, maybe give it a month or two. But sure. for Christ's sake, will you watch the motherfucker broken up? 
I did. I, I did that the first time. I did it the first time. Uh, and then the second time, I watched like three hours of it at, at once and then watched the last hour. And I was like, oh, oh God. Uh, maybe, maybe watch the opening credits of the animated Justice League for each one first. So it feels like a separate episode. Then maybe trick you your brain into. That's a good call. <laughs> um, but Ryan, yeah, I just, I think I just want to ask like. <sighs> I don't know. I'm trying to think of the best way to ask this because I've already asked what this movie means to you, what your experience with it was. But like, is this, is this something that, you know, you've already watched it six times. So I know what your answer is going to be. It's going to be more than six. (laughs) Yeah. So like revisiting this, is this something that you will find yourself going back to like even more in the future? Is this something that this, is this kind of a, a regular watch? Because I know a lot of people, and you even mentioned this while you were watching this with your friends, somebody said, this is like watching Lord of the Rings. A lot of people do that annually where it's like they have their Lord of the Rings marathon. Is this something that you can kind of see yourself continually going back to where it's like, and and, and you still get that same kind of sense of joy each time you watch it? A thousand times. Yes. Yeah. 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 And I, and I think that's important. I think, it, you it, should be at one of these viewings, Andrew. I listen. I will <laughs> listen here, I, Mister. <laughs> I I will. Here's the thing. I will tell you. I will. But it's gonna be a while because understand. Here, yeah. here come here come my final thoughts. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I am not giving Zack Snyder's Justice League a lump of coal. It is not getting a lump of coal. Um, I think I think there are things here that work, um, and I think there are things here that don't. I am still going to keep it on my naughty list because this is not a movie that I want to watch anytime again soon. Uh, I feel like I have seen enough of it for a while. It's not something I have any desire to revisit. Um like I'll give it a I'll give it a year maybe Ryan and then I'll join you to, to watch you know, it with we, you. That's that's perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> but next year you've heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. We'll ring in the new year, twenty twenty four, by watching Zack Snyder's Justice League. That is a promise that I will hold you to. <laughs> I didn't it's say a, I promised, Ryan. I never quote, once said the word quote, promise. <laughs> to quote Norm Macdonald, it's a matter of public record. Oh God. I should have given myself more time. 15 months, Ryan. 15 <laughs> months. And then, uh, no, I, you know, I, it's, I, again, I go back to the fact that I am really happy that an artist had a chance to kind of uh, uh, finish something that he started that he was very passionate about. I have to respect that. I just feel, I feel like this is bloated. Uh, I feel like it's uh, egotistical. Um, we're all bloated. Yeah, I know. And then I feel like, I feel like some of the characterizations aren't, aren't quite working for me. Now I have to stress that for me because there is certainly, there is a, a large audience of people, Ryan included, who really enjoy this movie. Um, I think that my, a lot of my experience with this, uh, my, my, my feelings towards this movie kind of come from a, the same place where you do, Ryan, but from a different perspective, because there were a lot of people that I saw with 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 my online circle that were very like 
you know, uh, uh, fire and pitchforks about this Snyder cut needs to be made. And like, just angry, angrily attacking anyone who said, you know, that it, that it shouldn't be made or that it doesn't exist. And like, just this fervor over. I I wish that didn't happen because as part of fandom, fandom can suck. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, I am, I'm a part of many, uh, uh, different, I guess, fandoms, even though I'm not like, you know, I don't really, I don't really like involve myself in it, but you know, I love Star Wars. I love professional wrestling. And I think both of those can have some super toxic fans. Um, uh, and I just try and stay out of it. Like just, I don't, I don't really like get involved with it, but it, because the, the bad ones can mar the experience for everybody. Yeah. Um, and you have to kind of separate the the fans from the thing that you are a fan of um and i try to do that i loved i'm going to say this we have not had a i don't think we've had a conversation about this at all uh but i i loved uh the batman loved it it was loved it i loved it it was fine (laughs) and i think for another day ryan we'll have to decide uh, why it was fine and, and, and why I loved it. Yep, absolutely. We're switching places. <laughs> so, uh, Ryan, I, as always, I, I, I love getting a chance to talk to you. Uh, I, you know, I value your opinion even when I disagree with you. Like, Let I it just wash over you. You'll, you'll come yeah. around. I don't think so. <laughs> but, <laughs> you will, but, you said the same uh, thing on several other episodes. <laughs> right, right. So I, I do want to ask, because we've, we've already done the Fat Five, uh, but I don't remember. Did you did you name or, or, or did you make a, t- a perfect taco for me uh, when you were on the show last? Was that something I was doing I at the time? I did not make a perfect taco, no. But well, I, I, have to, I have to say I'm very boring. I'm very meat and cheese only. That's okay. I'd give it a hard shell. Okay. Because the soft shell falls apart, falls apart too easy. Sure. Loads of hamburger meat. Okay. Uh, maybe throw some chicken in there too. Get ooh, a little mixture. Ooh, a mix. That's good. And, and then maybe some Kobe Jack shredded cheese. It's yeah. basic, but it's perfect. I love. There's it. nothing wrong with simplicity, Ryan. Especially if it's delicious. I'm mm-hmm. I'm good with that. Uh, and I will ask you one more question. It's it's one that I asked you before, but because it's been a while that you've been on, your answer may have changed because you know time marches on. Uh, my, my question is, is there a movie time rolls on? (laughs) (laughs) Is there a question? I'm going to get shit for making these jokes, but you started it. (laughs) I did. You started it. Um, is there a movie scheduled to come out that you are super excited for? Uh, as far as super excited about, I'm sorry to say no. Oh, uh... okay. Everything's kind of I'll I'll uh, you know see it when I see it, yeah. And it's I mean I hope it's good when I go to see it, but sure. uh, I'm just kind of taking it as it comes right now. There's nothing yeah. that really is jumping out at me that I really need to see that yeah. I'm just I'm losing sleep at night over. But <laughs> I hope something comes along that I really like. That's all I can yeah. say. And I think that's I mean I think that's kind of a good. Uh, a good stance to take because it's not like you're not open to movies. You're, you're open to anything. It's just, you kind of want to see what comes around. And then yeah, I, like, I oh, hope everything, yeah, I hope everything I go to see is good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, as always, just, just a complete joy. Is, is there a place where people can find you online if they'd like to see what you're up to? 
Uh, online, I, I have a Facebook page. It's just my name, R-Y-A-N-S-T-O-I-C-K. Please just send me a message to say, hey, I heard you on Fat Dude. You're a cool guy. Can I be your friend? And I'll be like, yeah, totally. Yeah. And then yeah. I am the regular cartoonist on a weekly basis for the new paper in town, the Dakota Scout here in Sioux Falls. You can mm-hmm. see my work there. And uh, as always, I'm working on various art projects in my own comic book. It's it's a long and arduous process when you're doing everything yourself. So hang with me. And uh, yeah. I just hope to greet all uh, some new friends and all you uh, lovely people this uh, this coming year. Uh, I will say from personal experience, like that's how, that's how Ryan and I became friends is because I saw him do a show and I messaged him and was like, Hey, you seem cool. And sure enough, uh, like six, seven years later, here we are. We're buds. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's real nice. Um, but yeah, he gives the uh, best hugs. I, I, I give okay hugs. Yes. Okay, <laughs> um, I'm gonna Ryan. Since we're since we're doing it live this time, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and do Fuck. my out <laughs> do my outro as we go. Um, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Fat Dude Digs Flicks. If you would like to, you can follow all things Fat Dude Digs Flicks on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Letterboxd, YouTube, even the TikTok. Just do a search for Fat Dude Digs Flicks and you will find me there. Uh, like this podcast, subscribe to this podcast, rate and review, review this podcast, share this podcast with your friends. I am going to be doing this podcast if I have two listeners or if I have 200 listeners or if I have 200,000 listeners. I just enjoy doing it. Uh, but the best way to get out to more people is with your help. So certainly share this episode with your friends. If you do subscribe to this podcast, Let's Talk About, uh, you also will be subscribing to the Criterion Break, where I am joined by Blake Ginnathan and Derek Veering, where each episode we discuss our love for the Criterion Collection proper and the Criterion Channel. Uh, so you will not want to miss that. Uh If you have a question, a comment, a concern, would like to be a guest or offer a recommendation on a movie I should watch, uh, or even feel like giving a donation, but you don't have to, uh, send an email to fatdudedigsflicks at gmail.com. I love talking with people about movies. If you have a story to tell and a movie that you love, I would love to talk with you, so we'd love to have you on the show. Uh, FatDudeDigsFlicks at gmail.com. Um, one more thing to plug is the South Dakota Film Group, Film Community Group on Facebook. Uh, if you live in the South Dakota area, or if you don't, but just want to find people to talk about movies with, all you have to do is just go on Facebook, join that group, and join the conversation. <gasps> one last little bit of news. Uh, for next month, I have decided that the episodes will be released on Thursdays. Uh, this is because, cool story, I am having a series of movies screen at the Sioux Falls State Theater here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Um, and I want to give people who have not seen the movie uh, that is showing each week a chance to see it. But every episode in the month of January will be a movie that will be playing at the state for my Movies You Should See series. Um, and we're kicking things off next week with The Iron Giant. Um, just so you know... I love The Iron Giant. Uh, it is one of the movies that makes me cry every single time I watch it. So we'll talk about that next week. Different fat time 
but same fat channel. And let's talk about movies. Be safe out there. Thanks for listening. Uh, bye. Although it's been said many times, many ways. Thank you for listening to Fat Dude Digs Flicks.